Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list of Jericho. You just made the list! I want Dusty Rhodes, the legendary American dream. Well, you got all of it you can stand, baby. Nobody runs down my people. Give me a hell yeah. What? Believe that. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! We are back, and so is the superstar shakeup. We're going to get right into it. SmackDown and Raw have been very exciting lately. Where's everybody going to go? Are you going to see Samoa Joe on SmackDown? Are you going to see Roman Reigns on SmackDown? Are you going to see Carmella possibly take the title over to Raw and switch it? Who knows what's going to happen? But we got our answers this week. But of course, I don't do this alone. This show is brought to you by XF Podcast with my main man, Jay Dash here. Couldn't do this without you, buddy. Yay! Hopefully I'm a bigger surprise than Ginger Mahal to open up Raw. Oh, man. Nobody expected that. (laughs) Kurt Angle, what were you doing making that trade? Well, heck, we can start right there. Ginger Mahal is now on Raw. Wow. Uh, Did anybody really see or want that? Kind of like the new Deep Blue Sea 2 film. Did anybody really want that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. And yet here we have Jinder Mahal right after he wins the United States Championship. He makes his debut on Raw. Kurt Angle apparently thought it would be a really good trade to bring him over. Uh, I don't see it. Don't understand why. But really cool thing is, is he comes in, acts like he's the bee's knees. Oh, he only drives in limousines. He thinks he's Ric Flair. Kurt Angle's like, man, check yourself before you wreck yourself, man, because I got Jeff Hardy right here, right now, to take you on for the title. And that was a great way to start things off. I loved seeing that. Uh, You can never go wrong with Jeff Hardy, except, of course, he was going up against Jinder Mahal and couldn't even seem to take a twist of fate properly. (laughs) What did you think of all this, Jed Ash? I was actually pissed that Mahal was the one to uh, switch over instantly. 
first, the reason why, here's, here's my little thing. Gender? Yes, we know. You're supposed to be like the modern-day Maharaja. The last uh, couple of matches... Uh, last couple of matches that you've done lately, you have fucked up almost everybody's finisher. You messed up the RKO. Who in the hell messes up the RKO? Um, yeah, yeah, you're does. on Raw. Go ahead. That's nice. But when he came on Raw and when I was like, oh, great, here's the first guy in the United States belt came out. I'm like, oh, so does that mean Seth Rollins goes to Raw or SmackDown? I'm like, I, I can see that happening now. It's going to be exciting then, of course. We find out what happened later. But this match itself, it's like, thank you, Jinder Mahal. You won the United States title. Now you're going to lose on Raw. And now you're going to be back down in the middle card. That eh, was all right. Jeff Hardy, in my opinion, he's back. He needs a push. If not, he'll get caught in another DUI somewhere. But it was an interesting well, match. Out. I just... Uh, I, you do know that this is his uh, Grand Slam championship. Oh, no, I did not know that. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. He finally got it. I mean, uh, it seems like forever ago when he was WWE champion. But, uh, yeah, he never got the United States, so he's officially a Grand Slam. Another Grand Slam. This has been the year for Grand Slam champions, including him and Randy Orton and others. I think it's getting overblown now that almost every wrestler now from here on out is going to be a Grand Slam champion whether they win a belt or not. Yeah, it's kind of watering it down a little bit. You you want to spread it out. If you do it too much, it's like having five Super Bowls in one year. It's like it's too much. It loses its meaning after a while. Yeah, but, agreed. <laughs> we can all agree that Bailey versus Sasha Banks has definitely lost all its meaning. <laughs> Uh, as much as uh, I'm kind of bored with this, um, I like what they do in the ring. They still wrestle fantastic. Uh, you really can't go wrong with it, but uh, it's just that it's it's crawling at a snail's pace. But at least, you know, we had what's left of uh, what you call her. Um, not the Ascension. Why, why am I thinking of the Ascension? Uh, but the Riot Squad came over, but um, Paige's group, blah, brain fart. Going Absolution. Right Absolution. Correct, Amundo. It is nice to still, you know, have them around. And now that uh, the Riot Squad is going to be on Raw, that's really going to make things interesting. I want to see these two factions go at each other. We were actually talking about this uh, not that long ago. I think you brought up the idea of the Riot Squad coming over to Raw, or you know, vice versa to SmackDown for Absolution. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we're not going to get to see that. I know I am. Well, it's not going to happen. Oh, it looked like it was to me. Did I miss something? No, Riot Squad got traded to Raw, and Absolution got traded to SmackDown. You know, I must have been, uh, you know, I must have been in the kitchen making some there, food. It was one of those that, that passed me by. It was one of the Twitter trades that happened after SmackDown. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> come on, put it on the show, like. Damn, I actually missed that. But it's kind of like uh, watching a movie, but they 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 put the important stuff on in the uh, in the prequel book that nobody buys. Yeah, that's why there's two that? of us doing this show. Oh, thank God you're here, man! You fucking caught me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Authors of Pain take on Heath Slater and Rhino again. You know, Heath Slater and Rhino 
they're just punching bags out. I feel so bad for him. They try their best to, you know, you know, go after him again. Oh, we're ready for you. You surprise that, and Office of Pain just come out and destroy him. Uh, I'm disappointed that the Office of Pain got rid of their manager. I was really looking forward to having one. Uh, just kind of, they just kind of seem a little, a little boring so far because taking on Heath Slater and Rhino doesn't really, it doesn't like get, get me going. You know, I want these guys to do more. I think the Bludgeon Brothers are being, uh, they're being pushed a lot better. What the, well, I think what these guys need is somebody like uh, that one jobber that they did a power bomb to, um, the the Bludgeon Brothers. This guy, they picked him up. And he screams so loud like a little girl, and they power slam him. And it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen, and that really won me over with the Bludgeon Brothers. Absolute, uh, not Absolution, sorry. Uh, the Authors of Pain, they need that. What are you thinking of the Authors of Pain? Are they, uh, eh, they work for you? Uh, they were eh to me at NXT, but I still want to know how are Heathless Slater's kids. He always wears that shirt. I have kids. Now, we never hear the detailed stories about them. Well, how are they doing? Because your dad's getting his ass kicked every single wrong SmackDown, whatever show he's on. I don't think the last match he won is when they won the SmackDown titles. Uh, crap! What a year ago? Two years ago? Uh, yeah, but the it's authors of pain. Two years ago. Yeah, but the authors of pain. Mm, I don't know. Are they trying to be like the? Uh, uh, Brothers of Destruction. They don't exactly speak. What I was thinking. Uh, they need a manager to do the speaking, but the guy who I forgot his name. Oh, crap. The doc, their their manager when they told him to step aside last week. There's mm-hmm. a reason why they did that because the guy is retiring from the WWE, and yeah, he. He's, uh, it's because of health reasons, I think. That's the reason why he's retiring. That's exactly what I read. Which sucks. Because, uh, you know, on the one finally hand... Finally get to dance. Yeah, you finally get there. And for health reasons, you have to say, I can't do it. That's really unfortunate. That's that, If you look at it this way, that's like being a baseball player. And you play 10 years in the minor leagues. And you finally get a call up to go play in the major league. No matter what team it is. And you blow your ACL, and the doctor said, uh, "By the time this thing heals, it's not going to be right. Your your baseball career is over." And you finally get that call in the major league, and that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it's sad. Sports is a cruel mistress, man. You never know when the wheels are going to come off. Yeah. Next up, we got the Miz bringing in Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I love this, but as soon as it looked like we had another faction, they get split up. The Miz is being sent to SmackDown, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are now officially signed to Raw. But how the hell did this happen? Well, Stephanie McMahon went behind Kurt Angle's back and decided that missing out on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would be Financially irresponsible. It wouldn't be good for business to not sign them. So she goes ahead and signs them anyways. I suppose it's a little bit of revenge for WrestleMania. 
I was really excited to see these guys all together. I thought it was going to be like a kind of new NWO or something, but they cut the legs out from right, right from underneath it. Uh, the Miz is now on SmackDown, which provides, you know, new story elements between him and Daniel Bryan, which I actually would like to see. It, it finally dawned on me the other day that, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm starting to really uh, be won over by Daniel Bryan, like once and for all. For a long time, I've been hit or miss with him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'm, but yeah, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. But now he's really starting to grow on me. Now that that I get to see him fully healthy again, and honestly, looking better than ever. Uh, I'd like to see him and the Miz go at it. And you know, it's only a matter of time. Any idea what's going to happen to what's left of the Miz Taraj? Obviously, they gave uh, the Miz the middle finger at the end, but what do you think they could do with these guys without the Miz? It kind of seems like they're going to fall into irrelevance again. You'll, you'll see the Miz Taraj come interfere in a Miz match with Daniel Bryan, and they'll eventually get moved over. So that's the prediction? That's my prediction. And this Miz and Daniel Bryan feud has been, what, three years in the making? Mm. So that's why it made me I, – I was on it like reading into the, the storyline and understanding the Miz aspect and Daniel Bryan's aspect of this. And it dawns on me, it's like, how long has Daniel Bryan known that he's been cleared to wrestle, seeing that they've been building this feud for three years now? Yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I mean, I've read a lot about it. It's true that he did see doctor after doctor after doctor. That was that was actually quite true. Um, but WWE, it seemed like they were just afraid to let him back in the ring, but they also didn't want to let him go. It's possible that they caved in and just got a bunch of doctors to say, yeah, he he can go. Cause it was I either think Daniel Bryan for us threatened or, to leave. Or he wrestles for nobody. Yeah, no, nah, he probably would have gone to ROH. Or New Japan. Yeah, I guarantee he threatened to leave and told his uh, wife's sister to break up with John Cena, so. (laughs) Yeah, Brie Bella, I'm reading, is kind of happy that they finally broke up. Man, rest of, you know, oof, too bad for Cena Bella. uh, I really thought those kids were going to make it. Well, I thought, honestly, I thought it was like a four-storyline relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah, not dude, like dude. Lita verse, not like Lita and Edge back in the day, but think about that. Well, Lita and Edge, I mean, that was X-rated. Well, yeah, but that there was, was actually there was actually real interactions behind stages with that. Mm-hmm. There was a legit, real storyline with real consequences, and involved Matt Hardy, of course, but. And I think that Lita is the reason why Matt Hardy is uh, woken now. That's a long time to be woken. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is uh, this is a little side note. Uh, to your fans out there who are listening to us, thank you. Um, thank you for following my Twitter page. Thank you for following uh, Russell Movie Guy's Twitter page. But um, when you see me post stuff on other people's things about wrestling news or, of case, NHL news, I got a message earlier today. Apparently, I... Uh, I put a tweet down with Matt Hardy saying, I sentenced you to deletion. And someone someone, uh, liked it and messaged me. He goes, that is just a perfect placement of that. How in the hell did you just come up with that? I was like, well, my Bruins are one game away of eliminating the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I sentenced them to deletion. 
And now I'm obsessed with freaking Matt Hardy's intro. I now have uh, his intro as my freaking like alarm clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I went from hating, I went from hating the damn guy to I love that fucking intro. Excuse my language, but it, it has like a good beat to it. But anyways, I just had it was just perfect placement, and I got a new follower. Thank you for following us. Uh, because I posted that on the Boston Bruins page, I sent you deletion, and the guy gave us a follow. So expect to see a lot more Matt Hardy gifs in the future, folks. You can never have enough of those. And before no. we do get this uh, rolling again, I uh, wanted to send out my condolences to the uh, San Martino family. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard Bruno San Martino, arguably the greatest wrestling champion of all time, went undefeated mm-hmm. for eight years. A feat that, in all likelihood, will never be matched in this day and age of wrestling. Uh, he's one of the greats. And if you think that his matches don't translate well today, uh, there are some cage matches that he has. I recommend you go back and you watch. That man was really good. And his punches were phenomenal. The, the, I mean, what, can, what else can you say about Bruno San Martino? It hasn't already been said. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greats. And go back, watch some of his stuff. Show some appreciation for the great one, you know. And rest in peace to Bruno San Martino. That really hit me hard the other day. I didn't expect him to, to go out just yet. But, alas, Matt Hardy. We were just talking about him. Here we go, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus The Revival. Uh, this was part of the uh, playoff formation, you know, going for the championship. Whoever wins this would move on to have a shot at the uh, the titles. And, well, I feel bad for the Revival. It just seems like nothing's really going their way. But, of course, Matt Hardy and Bray, and, uh, Bray Wyatt win, which is the right way to go. You, you got to have them face the bar. I mean, the Revival, I really like them. But it was just kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Uh, but at the very least, at least they got this far. I don't know what they're going to do with these guys. They still seem like they're stuck in limbo, but at least it's not the attention. But I'm loving this. I just wish that they could have like a better entrance for them. It just seemed kind of strange that their intros just collided so hard because you have Mal Hardy's da 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 and then Bray Wyatt, you know, just lights go out, doom. Do 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 do, and it da 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 da. It it seems very uneven, kind of like you're shoving a block. <laughs> you, you're taking a square in a circle and just trying to shove them together. These guys, maybe they should kind of do like a remix or something of their intro, and then it'd be perfect. Whether or not Bray Wyatt is uh, going to betray him, that's still up in the air. Do you think he's going to eventually betray Matt Hardy, or is he going to stay with him? Forever? No. <laughs> no, I want this tag team together. They must stay together. Delete you. Man, it sounds yeah, like you're playing it off your phone. <laughs> That's my alarm clock. I had to go find it. Uh, yeah, they need to work on the intro a little start bit. The day. <laughs> they need to. They need to work. Uh, well, the laughing gets me kind of startled. Like when I first changed, I was like, "Oh shit, what's that?" I was like, "Oh, my alarm." Yeah, it did its job. Um, but <laughs> during the weekends when I don't have to work and I hear him laughing, the phone's definitely gonna get thrown across the room. Um, but they need to work on the intro. I agree. But 
What they need to do is do we're here, then you hear Matt Hardy's intro, and that's it. Or you have them both appear in the ring at the same time. Hmm. Actually, I think that that would be better. You just start. Okay. What if you start off with Bray Wyatt, and every time you have Matt Hardy sneak through, that'd be really cool. Or like you have him underneath the ring, and every time you know, so that they could perfectly time it. And then da 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 da, like that. Like as soon as the lights come on, I think you got something there. That might be the best way to do it. But for all we know, they're not even. You know, they're gonna screw it up one way or the other. Who are we kidding? <laughs> no. Uh, Mickey James versus Ember Moon. I can say they're not screwing this up. I think Ember Moon's getting the proper push. They're using her wisely. Having her go over Mickey James. Sorry, Mickey. Uh, it is a good thing overall. Uh, it provides Mickey with a chance to help the young talent. And, of course, Ember Moon can raise her game. The better the, the opponent, the better the wrestler, the better she's going to get. And, of course, Mickey James is a six-time women's champion. So it was a good match. It's fine for what it was. Uh, what are we going to do with Ember Moon? Who's she going to take on first? Do you think she's going to go right after uh, Nia Jax or, God forbid, the Olymp- the uh, they Apollo Crews her? <laughs> Why you had to say that? Well, it's Just true. With Apollo Crews her. I love Apollo Crews. Dude, if you're listening, I love you, but they are wasting you. This guy's like a natural star, and Ember Moon is too, and I'm terrified they're going to do the same thing. <laughs> that, 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 that was the perfect placement of that phrase. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, you got me laughing. I'm, I'm actually now about crying over here. That's how much I'm laughing. Um, uh, I really want to see Amber Moon and um, Ember Moon, not Amber. Ember Moon, um, you know, face off a couple of times with like Bailey, Sasha, and Oscar, but unfortunately, you know what happened to Oscar. Yes. Um, I hate yeah, that. I don't want her on SmackDown. Well, they're trying to keep Oscar. the Charlotte feud going on. I guess, but they could go back to it. They don't have to do it right away. But anyway, yes, back to Ember Moon. The question is, uh, what are they going to do with Ronda? Uh, well, Ronda did come out, uh, to defend, um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Natalia. She came out to defend her. So already right there, I think that they're setting up Natalia against Ronda Rousey at some point down the road, or maybe they're trying to do a real quiet face turn for Natalia. Cause you know, as you all know, she's been a heel for a while now, uh, but she was always known mostly as a face. Some people love her as a heel. Some people don't. I like her as a heel. I like her as a face. I think she does both just fine. Uh, I just thought it was very strange that she came out and it was so cool. Ronda Rousey. She wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, she wasn't trying to be a boss bitch on her or anything like that. Uh, and she didn't turn on her. It wasn't a setup. So that kind of tells me that, yeah, Natalia could be staying face for now it's either she truly is staying face and her and Rhonda are going to be buddies or we're going to have a match between them down the road but Rhonda doesn't seem to really have like a clear path now now that she's overtaken Stephanie where do you go next that is a really good question where do you go next <laughs> I ask a question to myself and I get stuck on it <laughs> well mm. 
perhaps I, Natal- Natalia, in my opinion, is just a, the, her character is lost. Like you, so. she, she's been like, oh, I'm gonna challenge Charlotte after WrestleMania for the women's title. Well, what's that, Naomi? Oh, let's fight. Or I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. That's I just true. The, you get those force matches you had at uh, Fast Lane, and I'm like. Okay, can we move this along, please? Uh, the only, I, honestly, I think the only reason why Natalia is in the WWE—no offense, Natalia—but you are a generational superstar, therefore you're staying in the business because someone else in your family is more famous in the business than you. Uh, to be fair, though, I mean she is genuinely good, though. Well, she I mean, is she's good. Not, she's not the greatest, but she's damn good. Well, I'm not talking. She's not. She's not no Rocky Maivia or now The Rock. She's the Usos. That's not Compared a bad thing at all. That's a bad comparison. The Usos are actually pretty good. Uh, actually, yeah, I was gonna say Rikishi. I can kind of see that. Even, but that's still a Hall of Famer. He's still, you know, one of the greats. Everybody loves Rikishi. Well, Rikishi's the one that hit Stone Cold. He did it for Triple H. I did it did for it the game. For the Rock. <laughs> I, I did it for the people. <laughs> Still one of the best SmackDowns ever. Thank you, uh, Probably. M- yeah, so, Drew McIntyre. Hello. Where the hell did you come from? I felt really bad for, once again, Apollo Crews. He's another dead bag, you know, on in the ring, man. They just keep beating on him like a dead horse. It's just, it's not fair. Titus Worldwide cannot get off the ground. To break it all down, Dolph Ziggler comes out. He's now part of Raw, and he's making it known. Titus Worldwide comes out. The whole crew is there. My girl Dana Brooke, Titus, and Apollo. And they offer him friendship to join Titus Worldwide. For a moment, I thought, you know, this could actually be kind of fun if he does entertain the idea. But nah, he's a dick about it and turns him down and then reveals Drew McIntyre has just been called up from NXT and is now also on Monday Night Raw. This got the crowd popping. Like, they were excited. I'm excited. I like Drew McIntyre. It's good to have this guy up. It's been way too long. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I mean, the guy's 32. Hurry it up. Get this guy up. He is experienced. He's been wrestling quite a while. It's just damn time to get him up, and they got it. Well, are you excited, man? Do you know much about him? Yeah. More interested in why Ziggler made the turn to Raw, but... Well, I mean, I think he's done everything they can do on SmackDown. Well, his common feuds are currently I currently got traded to Raw, so they're going to keep him at the middle card level. I feel bad for Ziggler. Men get busted his ass every single week, and he's still a mid-card level wrestler. Hmm. But Drew McIntyre, he's been in the business for a long time. Uh, I remember him and when he was like 10 years ago when they first brought him on. And he was a complete flop. And yeah, he, 2010, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, and he went back to, I think, was it R- ROW or 
What was what was NXT before NXT? Oh, um, FWA, well, FWC. Yeah, there was the Florida, the Florida, Florida wrestling. wrestling, and there was OVW as well. Ohio Valley was Wrestling, in, there was that as well. But I, don't, I think that closed that one down. Yeah. And then he also went to TNA. Uh, you know, he's a grand champion, TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the, the guy's been around. And this guy, if you don't know him, you're sure as hell going to know him very soon. I don't know if being with Dolph Ziggler will hold him back or not in the long run because – Let's face it, Dolph is kind of... He's also a little bit lost. Um, but I like what he's doing with his intro. I like his attitude. I like that he's no longer a happy-go-lucky, I'm here to show off, guys, kind of guy. He's like, now he has real attitude, and I like that. But they haven't done a ton with him. And Drew McIntyre, I'm afraid, will be dragged down by that. But the Scotsman is here. There's nothing you can do to stop him unless Braun Strowman gets in his way. And that, actually, I'd really like to see. There's a booking idea. And that brings us to Sad Roman. Uh, I got to say, some of these, uh, these, these recent promos have been very strange. Roman comes out very soft. Like, I don't know, completely soft-spoken, but his body language, it seems like he's just emotionally beat. Now, I don't know why that they have it like that. I'd rather see him pretty much giving the middle finger to the crowd or whatever, saying, you know, that he won't stop me. I'm still standing. I'm ready to face Brock. But instead, he just kind of actually sounds whiny, which is unfortunate. But out comes Samoa Joe calling him out again, calling him a failure, saying he can't get the job done. But then Roman, out of all things, if I remember correct. He tells them, oh, that's really how you feel, Samoa? Well, why don't you bring your fat, lazy ass down to the ring? Damn! I didn't expect that. That was like the best part of the promo, and that's what we need more out of Roman. We don't need this, oh, man, I don't know what's going on in the back. It's ruining what was making that backstage talk so cool in his promos. But when he called Samoa Joe a fat, lazy piece of crap or whatever, you know, like, that felt more real. That's the Roman that we need. Hmm. What Roman do we need? Uh, uh, hmm. We need a Roman that will should retire and leave the WWE. Um, no, I'm just joking. Screw that. <laughs> The Samoa Joe thing is – it seems like it was like last year. Do you remember when Samoa Joe made his debut in WWE? And yeah. he went after – was it Roman at Backlund? Was it back, uh, Payback after WrestleMania last year? It's like well, the he was one of the first just, targets. Yeah, and it was like the, like the stories being rewritten but just told a year later. Um, <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting a mulligan. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, here we go, Samoa. Uh, don't hurt yourself again, so you're out for another seven months. I I don't know what they're trying to do with Roman. Are they trying to paint him as a potential of a heel turn? Or are they trying to make him be the opposite of, of – uh, how can I put this? 
The Rock? Yeah, like when The Rock did his little, you know, of the fuck the people, not fuck the people, uh, Hollywood and Rock. Yes, that's who I, like, that's who I, I did that's it. Who I was, yeah, that's who I was trying thing. to find. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that I Rock. Think, well, I see Roman doing that, becoming that type of a character. But when is it going to happen? I, again, I'm I'm even <laughs> I probably am the biggest Roman fan out there, but I even I'm like, what? Wait, what? What? What is this? You know, it it doesn't seem to really make a whole lot of sense. But well, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think we'll know exactly what's going to happen after the uh, greatest Royal Rumble. I hope the Roman wins <coughs> it. He better win it there. Uh, greatest rumble. You better win it there. Uh, and then take on Samoa Joe. I'm just damn tired of Brock Lesnar. I don't want to see him anymore. Not for a while anyway. But I got such a bad feeling he's going to hold down to the title again. But uh, this brings us back uh, real quick to uh, Natalia, uh, Natalia versus Manny Rose. This is uh, where Ronda Rousey came out. Natalia got protected. It looked like she was selling an injury. And that was that. Now we see that Rhonda has a friend in Natalia. She's got a friend in her. That brings us to Brizango meeting the bar. I love Brizango. These guys are hilarious. I like the fact that they're on Raw. Um, this is actually going to give them more time for their bits. So we're definitely going to get more of that. But I think You'll agree there's not a whole lot to talk about there because, I mean, it, it's Brizango. You don't think they're going to get a championship run with the bar. It was just a fun little segment to have Brizango come out and judge <laughs> judge the bar on their outfits. Do you hear me in the background? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm trying to do the Brizango dance. When he first came into the WWE about, what, three years ago? I remember the I, for, I think he debuted at Raw right after WrestleMania, and and that song that that the crowd doing the hand gestures. Thank you. I, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. I was like, does does he ever notice that he totally ripped off? <laughs> that Daniel Bryan totally uh, ripped him off. Uh, but they needed to go to Raw. They but they've done almost everything they could do at SmackDown and. Their characters, a lot. Both of their characters are the Fashion Police. Uh, their intro is actually one of the most unique intros in the WWE. And in my honest opinion, I believe that they'll be more successful on Raw than than on SmackDown. And that little interaction right there was kind of comic. I knew watching then that I had a great feeling that uh, the bar were not going to be on Raw anymore any longer. And I was kind of correct. Um, that was a good prediction. I meant to tweet it when I saw it, but i like to see if uh, uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze on Raw. It's a good move for them. There was nowhere else for them to go on SmackDown either. I guess you push it as far as you can on each show, and then you move on. But, last week, I'm sure y'all remember, Bobby Lashley made his long away to return, and uh, now, Monday Night Raw just got glorious, as Corey Graves so put it. 
We had ourselves a 10-man tag team match, which was just kind of all over the place. With Bobby Lashley, yeah. Rollins, Ballas, Strowman, Rude, The Miz, Mistarage, and da 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 I think the most important thing to say here is that A, it was a really good match. B, I loved what happened with Axel and Dallas and The Miz and them just walking away from him. Uh, again, my paranoia conspiracy goes up, or like you were saying, you expect them to show up on SmackDown at some point. Now I'm going to be wondering and waiting, when are they going to come out? Every time I'm going to see him with Daniel, or you see the Miz and Daniel Bryan arguing on the mic, I'm going to be looking out for these guys. I'm going to be looking in the crowd. When, when are they coming? When are they coming? But if it's true that Axel and Dallas have officially turned their back on their dictator, I mean leader, uh, The Miz, uh, <laughs> I want to see what they can do because they've been stuck in the background for so long. And, he, and these two guys are excellent wrestlers. They've got great lineage, and I think that they're severely underused. I mean, you got a guy, Curtis Axel, that used to be a Paul Heyman guy. Paul Heyman guys don't just go under like that. You know, they turn into CM Punk or Brock Lesnar. Like, he makes you great, especially if you are that damn good, because Paul Heyman aren't going to work with you if you're not that good. He will make his voice known in WWE, even if it gets him fired, which it has. So, for me, the most important thing about that was, na 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 hey, 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 goodbye to The Miz, over to SmackDown, and Curtis Axel and Dallas finally get their independence. Yeah. It was a good ending to the Miz storyline on Raw. But for me, it was too much. It was almost like a massive cluster for that main event for Raw. And it did kind of feel that way a bit. It's like, I mean, hey, notice that we didn't really talk toys. about the match that much. We talked yeah. about what was the end. It was like, hey, look at all our new toys. Let's all shove it into one big pot. And there you go. Raw <laughs> Well, with that, I think that closes the chapter on this week's Raw. So now that takes us over to the blue brand. AJ Styles and Rusev start the evening. Uh, dude, great match. Like, that was really good. Uh, Rusev is still putting on excellent matches. I mean, shoot, AJ Styles. He's the phenomenal one. You don't even have to ask if you put on a good match. That's just what he does. Uh, Rusev, funny enough, uh, got reinstated into that casket match. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard about it. If you didn't, uh, Rusev was supposed to have a match with The Undertaker at the Greatest Royal Rumble in a really random casket match. Random, yes, but do I want to see it? Yeah, I do want to see it. And then, for some reason, Rusev got taken off. Why? What happened? Apparently, he was insulting The Undertaker, like he's supposed to on Instagram. Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool, allegedly got really mad about it and kind of put the kibosh on the whole thing. And they replaced him with Kurt Angle. Then, if you watch this past Monday Night Raw... Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, sorry, Y2J, Chris Jericho. And you saw this past Monday, they were showing advertisements again for Undertaker and Rusev. But wasn't Rusev taken off? Did they just make a mistake? Apparently not. I thought they made a mistake, and I found it hilarious. But no, apparently he is back in it, unless he somehow gets himself taken out again. 
So Rusev is now officially back on to face The Undertaker. Yay. Oh, you sound so excited. Yeah, because there's no freaking storyline behind this. There's no months and weeks of buildup. It's just, hey, Castic Mets, why are we just shoving Vince and Stephanie and uh, you know Pamela Anderson and Barack Obama and Troy Aikman? Let's throw anybody in this damn match. No storyline. Shit, I'll put my name in the match. Well, you know, there may be no storyline, but don't you want to see that? I mean, at the very least. No, I know really. I do. I think this is like a pretty good match, but you know uh, who's going to win. Taker is is a little concerning. You know, he still needs a hip replacement surgery. Now, this is a really this is a big gamble, but if they can make a good match out of it, I mean, I guess that's like I I, I go to house shows, you know, and there's a lot of matches that happen that make no sense whatsoever, but because it's like uh, you know, it's it's like fantasy land. You could have any match that you want because it's a house show. None of it's canon to what's going on on live TV. So for me, you know, even though it is a glorified house show, we have said it on here, I still want to see that. I still want to see this pay-per-view. I do hope that, well, (laughs) pay-per-view. I do hope that there are some title changes. It better not be a bunch of just titles being up for, for the sake of it, and then they don't do anything. But alas, let's move on. Jeff Hardy takes on Shelton Benjamin. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess Shelton Benjamin, did did he break up with, uh, you know, did he break up or what with uh, Chad Gable? It kind of sounded like he was talking that way about it. But, uh, yeah, he, he takes on, uh, he, you know, he takes on Jeff Hardy. It's a, it's a pretty freaking good match. It was a nice flashback. Uh, you know, cause these guys were wrestling together at the same time, you know, uh, what, 10 years ago, it felt like nostalgia and the Swanton bomb as always is just great to see. Don't know what else to say about this. It was just a really good match. Uh, don't know what they're going to do with Shelton Benjamin. Now that he said he, no, he didn't really need the former Olympian. So, uh, you got any, anything to say about this? Well, Chad Gable was one of those late additions to Raw um, after the Raw was concluded, um, and that's the reason why Shelton Benjamin didn't have his partner. It's because Chad Gable is now a member of the Raw roster. This match between Shelton I Benjamin and too. Jeff yeah. See? That's why there's two of us. I, I need the your reason buddy. Why, the reason why this match just screamed TNA and screamed SmackDown and Raw back from 2010, 2005, when Shelton Benjamin had his first go round in the WWE. Remember the Shelton Benjamin that beat Triple H three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a good match, but it seemed like this match should have been should have happened like ten years or five six years ago. Um, but now we're finally getting it. So, but it was an interesting match. It was a good, a good match to get Jeff Hardy on the SmackDown brand. So, it'll be very intriguing to see what SmackDown does with Brother Nero or just regular Jeff Hardy on SmackDown. Yeah, I guess he is done now. Uh, being Brother Nero, they only use him for that one cameo in the final deletion part three at this point <laughs> with Bray Wyatt. 
But yeah, it's good to have him there. He fits. He feels like a SmackDown guy, and he should be there. Jay Uso took on Luke Harper. And this didn't seem like that much to me. Uh, but I did like how Naomi was pleading for mercy for Jimmy. That actually, uh, you finally get to see them doing uh, something again, besides being on the, the Facebook live matches that they were having, the uh, mixed match, the, the mixed gender matches. I like that. Mixed tag you know, matches. Mixed tag match, mixed gender. It, same thing. <laughs> I sound like an old curmudgeon right there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's probably much the only thing that really caught my attention. Uh, this match didn't do a whole lot for me. I, I guess that it really only works when it's a tag team. I never really like seeing the one-on-one with tag teams. I want to see two-on-two. That's the whole point of tag teams. But I liked what, what they did with uh, Naomi coming out. And, uh, you know, they walked away. And that was a wrap. Uh, it's, they're trying. I, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to keep that storyline with between them and the uh, Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, pretty. Uh, I think they. Ma- I think that matches at the greatest Royal Rumble ever uh, for the tag team titles. And yeah, I like the sympathy of, of Naomi, but. You already get that on Ride Along and Three's Company and all those WWE shows you see on the network. I don't want you know, we know you're got you or two are married. Yeah, okay, wrestle. Um, please. I don't care, just wrestle. I guess I'm just a sucker for Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man kind of styled stuff. <laughs> so that always works for me. Uh, yeah, of course. But the best school. Well, Sin Cara made his return, and too bad for him. He had to get squashed by Samoa Joe. Still, though, it wasn't bad. You know, it was, it was an all right match. It was pretty good. Uh, Samoa Joe needs to get warmed up. He's He's got to keep his muscles, you know, nice and uh, nice and smoothed out. If he, if he sits down on the bench for too long and he takes on the big dog, you know, he might pull a muscle. He might injure himself again because Lord knows he is injury prone. And in all seriousness, I don't I don't like to see guys get injured, and I, and I wish Samoa Joe the best. But man, poor Sin Cara, he's finally back on TV, and the first thing he gets is to be crushed by Samoa Joe. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see Sin Cara do anything of consequence again after that unfortunate United States title run. But having Samoa Joe jump jump up on SmackDown, it kind of didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because if he's going to be taking on Roman Reigns, wouldn't that require him to be a raw guy? Yeah, technically ish. Yeah. I didn't really get the move either. Uh, I, I, that still boggles how you're going to try and start a storyline with Roman Reigns and all of a sudden you go, Oop, Hey, I'm on SmackDown. Okay. Um, this isn't Why? Nam. There are rules. Yeah. Well, anyway, we move on from that really confusing mess to Carmella's celebration. I love the fact that she's champion right now because it really reminds me of, of like a female Seth Rollins. I think this it, it was the perfect time for her to win the championship right after WrestleMania. And the Iconics seem to really like beating up Charlotte uh, for 
Carmella's good favor? I don't really know. It doesn't seem like they're super buddies. Because the Iconics were like, hey, Carmella, how you doing? It didn't really seem like they had her in their sights. It didn't really seem like they were super besties about the Charlotte situation. It was just kind of like, okay, you're there, but we want to kick the crap out of Charlotte. We may or may not go after you, but we'll leave you alone for right now. That's how that feels at this moment. Uh, how you feeling about the Iconics? They seem like the new version of the Bella Twins. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a bad comparison. They did start no. off as heels. Yeah, the Bella Twins were old and busted, and now they're the new hotness. Got that new sweet hotness. Uh, but right now, it's of, just... Are they, are they Australian, by the way? Do you know? Uh, they could be British. I don't know. I kind of feel like they might be Australian. But then again, uh, sometimes that eh, sometimes I mix up the accent. I'm pretty good about accents. But, you know, New Zealand, Australia, certain parts of England can, you know, can sound a little similar. So if we get a bunch of tweets right now, people say, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about with accents. Forgive me. I've been to Ireland a billion times. I've met a lot of different people from all over the world. Don't forget uh, uh, South African. Oh, that's true, man. South Africans do have a... Because I met somebody's name. I met somebody Mm go... Spoke and he spoke, I thought he was Australian. He said, "Oh, what part of Australia are you from?" He goes, "I'm South African." I'm like, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that always make you feel like a dick when you get that? And, here, and here's the ironic. Here's the ironic thing. He's white. So does that consider him a white African American? Uh, I guess in the technical sense, probably. Yeah, technically. Which is kind of odd. I thought he was Australian, so I thought he was an Aussie American. Like, hey, he goes, no, I'm from South Africa. So I was like, so you're technically a white African American? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, they do exist. <laughs> and he goes, he well, goes wait, you never goes, seen Lethal Weapon too? <laughs> oh, I've seen Lethal Weapon. Diplomatic immunity. And, 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 was, and, and he comes up because that's that's kind of sound a little tiny bit racist. It's like no, it's not. I'm just trying to state facts. That's all. And from that on, anyways, we shall move on. <laughs> Charlotte Flair versus Billy Kay. Okay, you were still there. We're still in the same thing. But uh, yeah, Charlotte beats up Kay. She finally gets her revenge. Uh, Charlotte just keeps on rolling. Even when she gets knocked down, she seems to just wipe everybody with the floor. But again, I think we can move on from there. You know, we, we got everything we needed out of that. I was not expecting big casts to show up on SmackDown. I think this is a great opportunity for him, especially because I guess you don't really need him on SmackDown anymore because of Enzo Amore. I think some of that stink is still there. And what was Enzo Amore on? He was on Raw. So you want to do more the opposite. So what do you do in that sense? You send Big Cass over to SmackDown to really annoy Daniel Bryan. (laughs) I'm liking what's going to happen here. I I think this is going to set up some good stuff. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Big Cass are definitely going to complement each other in the heel verse because it... I don't know. We don't, we don't have enough ruthless guys. 
I think that Nakamura, uh, he's already showing what he can do. And at the same time, we've already seen Big Cass as a heel just completely lay out his former tag team partner. We know that he can definitely be brutal. And these are going to be two of the best heels if they stay healthy. Of course, nothing bad happens off screen. I think they're going to be two of the best bad guys out there. And Big Cass definitely has a big chip on his shoulder. And he's going to put on the absolute best show that he can. But he just really needs to be careful with these bumps that he takes because that's how he injured himself in the first place. He completely overextended himself and blew out his knee and completely stopped any and all momentum that he had. But now he's getting another chance. It's really good to have him back. It would be nice to see what he could do by himself as a single superstar compared when not having to carry up uh, the certified G and the Bundafi Hustler. Um, and yeah. Bill Amore. Uh, I would like to see him see what type of character he can become. Uh, I'm intrigued of him being a heel. I like the little segment he had with Dale Bryan, talking to him just while looking dead straight while Dan Bryan is currently two feet under him. Um, that was a pretty much of a laughable gig. Um, how, how can I talk about this? Uh, he could be pushed as a single star, and he can be pushed as a big-time uh, uh, character. Unfortunately, the guy who I think he can have a good feud with is no longer on SmackDown. He is now on Raw, and that was a late uh, acquisition by Raw on like on Facebook after, and that was Baron Corbin. Yeah. He's now on Raw. Dude, man, why why are they doing that? That's annoying me. I didn't know that either. Now I gotta go and look all the stuff up because, like, even Bleacher Report didn't have that on there. This is annoying me, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to follow WWE on Facebook to know what's happening on the show. That is really irritating. So, I think Cass would be a great addition for SmackDown, and we need more bad ass bad guys. And I do think he can fill that role if he is put towards that. Can he be a replacement for Bobby Roode? Eh, maybe. But you got to start somewhere. You know, before we go off the air, there was one last thing I wanted to say with Cass. And I guess this could, could be contrived, but if they were to do it right, I don't know. It, I guess in another universe, it'd be kind of cool to see, but they would never do it now. But I was thinking to myself, if they ever were to try to come up with like a new NWO, but like kind of like a rebirth, you know, Phoenix rising from the ashes, like a new generation, I feel like Cass would be like the perfect replacement for Kevin Nash. Big Daddy Cool. I would actually really like to see that. But I know that in a million years, it, it would, uh, it, it'll never happen now. And on top of that, I guess NWO just got so ruined at the end that there's just no point of doing it. And when I say ruined at the end, I mean in WCW. I don't care what anybody says. I really liked what the NWO was doing in the WWF when they first came back at uh, No, I believe it was at No Way Out. Uh, I really liked what they were doing, even when uh, HPK had a step. And it's just a shame that everybody got injured, and that was it for the NWO. If they were ever do it again, I'd really like to see Big Cass be the head of it. Intriguing. We should uh, text Vince McMahon about that, and he'll give you the, the nice reply back of thanks. 
Yeah, like you could like redo like the logo. You wouldn't have to do it exactly the same as as it was in, at first, you know. Kind of like how the attitude, you know, the WWE logo looks now compared to what it did 10 years ago and 10 years ago before that. Like you could totally make it fresh again. I think that there's been enough time, but you know they're just not going to do it. <laughs> they don't want to go back to that well. But just no. a thought, Vince, if you're listening. Well, guys, that was it for SmackDown. The show closed out. The match ended with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan defeating Rusev and Aiden English via disqualification. Uh, yeah, guys, that is it. That is all she wrote. We're going to be back. Uh, of course, we're going to review the greatest Royal Rumble, uh, even though it's got a really weird start time. Of course, they're in Saudi Arabia, so it's going to be midday. We'll try to get that to you as soon as possible. Uh, still working on more stuff on the YouTube channel. We have more XF podcasts coming up this Sunday. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Movie G and at XF Podcast. As always, we thank you guys for listening. And Jay Dash, do you have anything else to say before we go off the air? Playoff hockey, playoff baseball. Nope, not playoff baseball. Playoff basketball, NFL draft. Um. Wrestling, this one, this so what you might call the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Uh, whatever, okay. Why don't we just have the greatest WrestleMania, whatever, in Baghdad next? So, uh, besides from that, see you Sunday. All right, all right, all right. Catch you later, guys. This is the Wrestling Movie Guy saying, take it easy. Oh. I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.